train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And we're back. (laughs) I'm Robert. It's a familiar voice. Robert Brown, welcome back. Thank you. All three of us on the pod for the first time in like, I mean, a decade. Yeah, maybe less than a decade. (laughs) Maybe Maybe six months. Yeah, maybe a few months. Gearing up. Titans are back. We're back. Titans are back. They started training camp yesterday. Um, we actually kind of teased it a little bit. We, we do have a guest this episode, and we will get to him soon. But I first wanted to go over some very important business because we got to figure out the name of Robert and Caroline's baby uh, based on some of these submissions. And I have it on good authority that the best submission will be our baby's name. Give <laughs> <laughs> an inside wow. scoop. I have an inside source <laughs> an on honor. that one. It's an honor. Uh, so we did have someone – Refer Javon Curse, Javon Brown, maybe. I think his nickname, the Freak, might be better. Okay, yeah. so the Freak—that's <laughs> that's gonna be girl the or boy, girl or boy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I might just call it Freak. Yeah, you yeah. know that might be my nickname for the baby. I okay. think it'll grow to or be the a freak. great child. Yelling upstairs, the Freak. Get you're in big trouble, freak. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this man played for the Titans, but Barcavius Mingo. All-time great name. It goes, you know, alliteration, I don't Barcavius think, Brown. Yeah, but I don't think he's ever been in two-tone blue. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned it last week, Albert, Albert Hainsworth. Albert Brown is actually. So, my grandfather's named Albert. Okay. Mm. We were getting somewhere and with that. Wow. Pettit. Last week when we saw each other and you mentioned Albert, I did not make the connection with Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> So I was like, that's kind of a random name. Like, how does he know? But then I realized later by listening to the pod that you're talking about Albert Hainsworth. Yeah, okay. Clarified. I'm going to, I got, I got two more. One that you're going to hate. But <laughs> like you love the other ones so much. Yeah. You, I know you love those. Isaiah Wilson. So call him Wilson. Yeah. Do you know his, uh, Wilson Brown, you know, his, what's his rapper name? Gigi Bowser. Yeah. Oh God. Maybe that could be a nickname as Maybe. well. Yeah. Uh, and then last, but certainly, certainly I hate not that. Least. You're right. Last but certainly not least, uh, Algie Crumpler. Algie, I like that Algie one. <laughs> I, I like that until, you know, if my kid has any sort of pressure on him, he's going to fumble it away. You know, oh, ACT, like he's, he's going to be doing a great job until the very end. He's going to cheat on yeah. someone's test and get kicked out and going to be a zero. Dang. That's, yeah. Let's not go also with Algie. we're assuming then. he, come on. That's true. Yeah, we don't know. That's true. It could be Algie could be a girl's name. Yeah. Algie Brown. (laughs) Call her call her G. Yeah, let's call Caroline up. Sign the dotted line right now. (laughs) Algie. Um oh man. Well yeah, so uh training camp has started. DeAndre Hopkins looks awesome out there. Uh I'm very pumped to see him. it's definitely giving me like Julio in Titans uniforms vibes. Real quick, before we get to our guest, Robert, what do you think of DeAndre Hopkins? We, ha- I mean, you said what you said back in March. I want to hear if you are going back on it and fine with a 30-plus-year-old wide receiver on the Titans. So, two years, $13 million a year. Is that about right? Uh, I don't have that number right. Yeah, 26 over the two years. He's, I think his base salary is 12 this year. He's 31 years old? He's 31. And he adds, what, two wins? To our team, are we? Are we? He's a good player. Adds two wins. Do we think? I think he could add more than that. I would like to think he adds more than that. We're, I we're, think two wins is a very. I mean, you're we're a going really from good a five player. a five win season to what an eight or nine win season. That's win? my point. That's <laughs> at least, my point. At least <laughs> that can win the division. Listen, I'm excited. <laughs> I like watching the clips of DeAndre Hopkins out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited. He's a Titan. I want to watch him, but I would not have done it. I wouldn't have done it. Hey, strictly from a fan perspective, though, going from a five-win season to, you know, eight, nine, ten-win season, that's entertainment. That's entertainment. You're right. And I'm all in. I'll pay $12 million for that much entertainment. (laughs) But listen, man, we are just on this cycle of mediocrity. We talked about it in the offseason. We're just never going to be bad enough to actually go up and get a good quarterback, and we're never going to be good enough to actually make noise in the playoffs. And DeAndre Hopkins – 
does not mean we are going to the AFC Championship game. If anything, DeAndre Hopkins gives us a better chance to win the worst division in football and then lose in the first round as a wild card team. Sounds great to me. All right. I mean, I that. guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess I just Com- cons- compared to where we would have been without him. Yeah, but I you know, Robert, we were about it. to lose Pettit. Pettit was about to just be gone. I like, almost think it <laughs> wasn't going to be a Titans. Fan. I almost think for the betterment of our future, we needed Not to have a bad money. season. And listen, I, I wanted to see Derrick Henry have a good, you know, uh, ride off into the sunset. Couple years with the Titans, like he's coming to the end of his career. So I don't want Derrick Henry to have a five win season. So you know, maybe for that sentimental aspect, I'm happy about it. Um, this could be Kevin Byard's last season since we probably pissed him off by basically taking $3 million out of his pocket to go. He could get, still uh, get the same amount in a couple years. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know that you really have a lot of luck when you tell your best players you're making $3 million less. I'm sorry. <laughs> that doesn't usually bode well for you in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's. It does if you get five We don't deserve him. him. He, does, <laughs> he does a lot for the Titans. And, uh, you know, he's, he wants the team to win. And here's the last part about DeAndre Hopkins, okay? He doesn't realize the voodoo that he has to overcome <laughs> by wearing a Titans jersey, okay? Yeah. Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, uh, Eric Decker, I'll throw him in there. Obviously, Julio Jones. Yancey Thigpen. Yancey Thigpen. What? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a name. That's, that's the list of 30-year-old wide receivers <laughs> that have come to Nashville to die, all right? And the end of their career, they come here, we get Eric all excited. Decker. And then, guess what? They fall off a freaking cliff. And that's well, and, probably going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins. And while not we're paying to mention him. the injuries overall the last few years. Yeah. Juju. And we're going to be paying him $13 million next year, and he's 32 years old. And I don't know. I don't know if I would have done it. But don't get me wrong. I'm excited. You're excited and I'm, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, get get onto him in the season and get onto the Titans in the season, I don't yeah. think, unless we're just awful. But – yeah, I just I don't know that it raises our ceiling very much. And that that might be my frustration with Tannehill overall. Like I don't think as long as he's our quarterback, I think our ceiling is is capped no matter who we put around him. Yeah. Um but I would say I'm I'm very my fan I've I've removed my fandom from my logical uh take on that is what I've tried to do yeah, a little bit. Here. That makes sense. All right, well, uh, I'm glad we got your thoughts on that. It may be a little different than what you said in March, but still kind of What did like, I say in March? Remind me. You said in March you didn't want – you're like a 30-plus-year-old wide receiver? No. Anything more than $10 million for a 30-plus-year-old wide receiver? No. His best years behind him. There's like what? Is it going to make us win the AFC South? I don't know. And, uh, yeah, that's basically what you said. That's kind of what I just said. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I think you're, I think color maybe me you're consistent. a little more, a little, maybe you can mention some excitement. I don't know. I, I mean, the one handed catches going around on Twitter do get me a little excited. <laughs> Not going to lie. All right. At least we'll have some fun. Yeah, I think so. That's what I, that's all I want. That's all I, I think, want. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, who has the best hair on the team now? Uh, that's a good question. Because, uh, well, I mean, Derrick Henry's new dreads, they still mess with me. It's got to be bit. Derrick, though. I don't know what's going on with DeAndre's hair. That I is kinda love weird. It. He's got like, I kind of love it. He's got like, like three or four dreads coming from it's like it. It's like Cam and, Newton level <laughs> of just like, dude, what is that? Yeah. I kind of love it, though. Yeah. I kind of like Traylon Burks's hair. Nice little – he's rocking a little like almost kind of like a flow. I saw uh, a, a – I saw an interview of Peter Skronsky yesterday. Yeah. They're trying to get him to comment on the Northwestern stuff. Guy's already lo- is losing it. I his hair. <laughs> Don't listen to it's, him, Peter. It's, <laughs> it's already losing his hair. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, training camp started. Got to follow along with all that uh, all that stuff. Football's almost back, so we're about to be in full swing. Uh, getting back to y'all. Speaking of full swing, we got to do, do our, our 30 seconds of Vols football for our Vol listeners out there. <laughs> Vols signed hey, a five or they got a commitment from a five star out of Georgia. Ryan Matthews. We got Ryan Matthews. We also got Ed Mike Win- Matthews. Mike Matthews. Sorry, I keep saying Ryan Matthews. Hey, who's Ryan Matthews? Isn't that the running back from like the the, the Broncos and the Chargers yeah. like ten years ago? Uh, and then the linebacker from Lipscomb. He also is supposedly a stud. Yeah. So that's huge. And our little high school nugget that we always do. <laughs> IMG Academy comes to Nashville to play Lipscomb week one. Oh, 
So speaking of IMG, what? Um, what? Speaking of IMG, speaking of IMG, our, we actually our special guest. We have our special there. guest, and before before I I introduce him real quick, I wanted to play something. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Ho H to the O V. I wanted to, I wanted to give you that. We got JP Hovey. <laughs> I feel like you've done that. Have you played that before, like on on Bussin' with the Boys or something? Have you done that? I uh, did it after South Carolina beat Tennessee, and I made a video. Ooh, wow, that's wow. good. Yeah. All right, all right. I was Get not <laughs> go home. Go I was home. not aware that that was. I saw it, that was I, fun having you on the upset. pod, man. I saw that was fun. I saw and heard a grown man weep in a bathroom at a wedding that night. Yeah, I mean, it we, was bad. Dude, we all three were at a wedding, the same wedding. And I think Pettit left a little early to where the game maybe, like, was just starting. But I was watching that game, on like, on the dance floor. And then it, it was still kind of, like, y'all – I think y'all had gone up. It was, like, what, 21-7 or something. We yeah. kind of were coming back. Yeah, it was ugly. But I will say we, they played Rocky Top at the reception to start the second half when we had, like, a – a long touchdown with Princeton Fant or something. So that was good timing for Rocky Top. But Yeah, but there was about 18 phones out on that dance floor yep. and at that wedding. And I felt bad for the couple. Neither Well, one of them was, is from Tennessee, went to Tennessee, but most, most of the guests were watching the game. And mis- <laughs> well, hey, I was still I was Yeah, you were. You were. It I was still involved. It wasn't egregious. Yeah. But um, there were even some parents just sitting on the phone, sitting in the chairs, just watching the game. I mean, I that I I thought that was going to ruin my night more than it did. Yeah. But you were you there? I was there. Yeah. And the best part about it is after y'all beat uh, Alabama, I called in the one zero four five, and I was like talking to Buck and Jack McPherson because yeah. they were on and Thomas Edwards. And I called in. They were like, "We have a JB on the line," <laughs> and they were like, "All right, go go for it." I was like. I'm sick and tired of all these Tennessee fans. It was like they're too cocky. When you when you go to bed on a win, you wake up with a loss, and that <laughs> loss is coming on November, whatever the date was. <laughs> so I was able to run the clip, then put the video of me storming the field <laughs> with that song, and dude, that like, I won't say it was better than beating Clemson, but like, we've never clicked like that. I don't think, dude, ever. y'all destroyed us. I'm glad you. Had, I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> Living in Nashville, too, probably made Dude. it better for you. Yeah, exactly. Because like, it's like dealing with Clemson fans, except Pettit. We made Spencer Rattler look like a Heisman candidate again. He is. He is a Heisman <laughs> yeah, candidate. Yeah, he's a Heisman candidate. Should yeah. be a Heisman favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I, like, so uh, I would see clips. I think you were talking a lot, not only on 104.5, but stop right. just with busting with the boys, like, leading up to it. And I remember thinking to myself, like, yeah, it's cute, JP. Like he's, you know, I don't. We're, I'm not worried, and I guess I was just like the rest of the team, and we weren't worried, and y'all just stomped us. Dude, I'm telling you, we like were not hanging out, but we were with like the Tennessee team that day. Yeah, because Will is friends with Coach Eckler, the special teams yeah, coach. Yeah, and we were like at the team hotel, and they were doing their walkthroughs and everything, and like the vibes were down. It was, like, kind of quiet, and there was, like, not a lot of energy going on. And I told them when we left, I was like, I feel good about what I just saw. <laughs> I think that they – was that caught on video? I feel like I maybe have They Like, reports seen that have come something. out, like, there was, like, some fight or something between Tennessee guys. Yeah, like, there def- yeah, there definitely was stuff going on there. But, yeah, I mean, congrats to the Gamecocks. And we'll go again this year. Completely ruining our season. We'll uh, win this time. I'm good. Yeah. Pettit, would you want to give a little introduction to JP, maybe, and then let JP introduce himself? So we 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 have JP on Pettit. You're friends with JP. Yeah, you could call him call him that. What are you? I'm kidding. I'm friends? kidding. I'm kidding. Enemies? <laughs> yeah, enemies. <laughs> well, he just started bragging about the South Carolina game, so he asked about the song. We might need man. to take a step back in our <laughs> friendship here. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, this is this is JP over here, good guy. Uh, used to work at IMG. That was a little nugget of information that I don't even think Robert knew that. I did not know that. I was still waiting for the speaking of IMG connection. Yeah, that was our segue. I know. Well, yeah, now it makes sense. We're and great now at uh, he is currently working for Bussin' with the Boys. I think he's been there a few years. We'll kind of let him dive in on that a little bit. But and then he's going to have a new 
venture here shortly and if you want to kind of go into you know your img experience and busting with the boys and then your new yeah. uh, venture we'll yeah tell us your journey yeah just tell us just start from the beginning start Birth. from the beginning when was your birthday now my birthday is christmas day oh really boy. hey we're two days apart Easy. fun fact i know 23rd yeah 96 no 95 oh, dang. dang come on man that's a shame dang um but no so college i was broadcast journalism major okay at south carolina and they pretty much just teach you how to do like local news stuff and even like going into the class they're like oh you know local news is kind of dying like you know you're not going to make a lot of money blah, blah blah and so i was never really that into it and then all the creative media stuff was starting where like you know athletic departments are making these sick videos i'm like i need to learn how to do that so I start, it's like senior year, I start trying to teach myself like creative edits, whatever. And then I don't know if y'all remember Corey Boyd. He played running back at South Carolina. He was like one of our better players. But, under, under Spurrier? Yeah. Okay. Like the he was like holds to then Spurrier. So okay. in the transition. No, I don't remember him. Yeah, but he has like a crazy story. And he was living in Columbia at the time. So I like hit him up on Facebook. Hey, can I come make some videos for your program or whatever? Oh, so he wasn't a current player. When no, you no, okay. no. Um, he was like, yeah, come on out. And he was like my favorite player growing up. I'm like, oh, this is sick. And uh, he has like a crazy story. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make a documentary on this. And I was like, and after I make this documentary, I'm getting hired by <laughs> 30 for 30 because this is about to be a banger. I'm making it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is epic. So I graduate and I, I go, I have great relationships great relationships with my teachers and I'm like they'll help me out for sure like hey guys I need like a camera and some solid mics and they're like sorry like you graduated we can't we can't do anything for you oh dang I was like man you gotta be kidding me so my brother had given me this camera like a few months back and I was like I'm just gonna do it on my own and I did it on my own and it was the story was great but the product was like trash and I was like man this I'm never gonna make it like <laughs> this was this was supposed to be my moment but I got an internship with the northern Texas PGA in Dallas did some like media marketing type stuff with like youth golf yeah. which was a good experience but like really boring uh, but gr it was great like moving away from home and I like learned a lot about myself and then following that I, there was like an opportunity at IMG Academy. Goal was always to get into the social media department. And the only openings they had was like residential mentor. So like your dorm RA. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Like I love working with kids and it'll be a great way for me to like meet all these athletes and keep working on this video stuff. So I did that. And the job was like, IMG is like a dope place, but it's a lot cooler on the outside than the yeah, inside like i can see that i have so many questions about img <laughs> ask away should we do that now uh I yeah i mean yeah. we're on, yeah we're on right. img let's do it so like do y'all do they actually go to school they do but it's like you either go to school in the morning or the afternoon so you're legit in school for like four hours and the rest is just focusing on your sport yeah sport and then you'll do like weightlifting can you go to img if you're not an athlete no you have to be an athlete so there's like tons of kids it's either the best athletes in the country or the richest kids like in the world for real. Holy like kids are there from like South America for safety. You think, uh, you think Baron Trump will end up at IMG playing basketball? <laughs> he's he's tall. getting pretty tall now. I don't I'd know. Say he's one of the richest in the world. <laughs> Wait, so are some of the kids just trash at sports? Oh, horrible. <laughs> and they know it. They're just out there at boarding school having a blast, like barely doing school. They're just, they just trying to get out of there. Why would they send, why would you send your kid? There's so many other boarding schools. Yeah, I mean, IMG is like prestigious, and the it's do, a lot of do the parents think that the kids are going to be good? Like some of them are delusional. Yeah, some of them are <laughs> are bad parents. Like yeah. they don't want to deal with their kid. So, what percentage Dang. of kids are world class athletes, and what percentage are world class money people? <laughs> world class I would say trash. <laughs> it's like world class athletes is probably like five percent no oh, way dang. yeah like literally the guys that make it i mean that, like other kids are good and they get decent offers but like i world class i'm thinking the guys that go pro and yeah okay that's fair shot. what about just like a three or four star athlete yeah i mean so the best example would be like 
football team, there's a national team, and then there's like a, a blue team. So the national team, if you're on the national team, there's a good chance you're at least a three-star. Okay. The white team or blue team, whatever it is, you'll have like a couple kids that go D1. Then you have like a whole bunch of kids that are signed into like D3 schools. Mm-hmm. And it costs 80 grand a year oh my gosh. to go there. And there's kids in sixth grade that go there, sixth to 12th grade. Dang. So that, that's the structure, but basically with every sport. So like everybody on the national teams are good. And do they, guys on the national team, like, do they hang out with the the yeah. really wealthy kids from South America that are delusional about how good they are? Uh, yeah, but, like, so, I mean, there's a lot of great kids there, but there's obviously ones that are, like, just taking advantage. Like, oh, dude, like, these new shoes look sick. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll get them for you. <laughs> so who, uh, who were some of the athletes that were there while you were at IMG? So – the ones that are in college right now that I was closest with is like J.C. Latham. Oh yeah, it's from Alabama and Tyler Booker. Uh huh. Those dudes both at Alabama. I recognize the names. Yeah, um, that's who like I still keep up with. Okay. A lot of soccer guys, basketball. I don't know if you know Musa Diabate. He plays with the Clippers. He was he Michigan. at Michigan? Yeah. yeah, I remember him. That's my guy. Um, so were you when you say you were an RA? Is yeah. That, so like they were on your hall potentially? They weren't on mine. I was with the middle schoolers. Okay. Which was <laughs> ridiculous. One like one of me with sixty kids. Oh no! Wow. Oh my yeah, goodness! Like, it's like not good for the kids, not good for me. And so has so, like, Beamer called you up and be like, "Hey, what's our talent looking like dude, in the next six years? I, Who do we need to get in on?" <laughs> when I was there, it was Muschamp. Oh, oh wow. Man. And it pissed me off because I never saw him down there. Yeah. I'm like, bro, we got all yeah. these athletes. I see all these other coaches. You're not here. <laughs> um, but the craziest IMG story is one of the middle schoolers, his, uh, his dad is a billionaire, and he calls me into his dorm room one day, and he's like, hey, JP, can you teach me how to use this, this school lock? Just a basic locker. I'm like, yeah, like, what, <laughs> what do you need this, this locker for? He's like, my dad sent me some money. Uh, like I, he told me to keep it safe. I'm like, Oh, I got to see this. So I go down to the, his dorm room and, uh, I was like, how much money are we talking about? He's like, oh, I think like 30,000. I was like, no chance. Let me see it. <laughs> he hands me the envelope. I opened it up. Sure enough, like 30 grand cash. I looked that at is him. Insane. I said, I should run right now. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, my dad probably wouldn't care. He likes you. Like, we're like, dude, our, my dad wouldn't care. Our salary was $30,000. And I was holding it in my hand. You're about to double it up that year. I'm about to double That'd up. That'd be a good year. Yes, dude. And so, yeah, that gives you the kind of look into like the money that's there. Wow. That kid was in middle school? Middle school. That now is insane. He's like on his Instagram story, like posting photos of Ferrari. Wait, so when, when, you're, when you're at IMG, like, Everything's paid for, right? Like, you, yeah, are your food, like, why would you need thirty grand as a kid? Like, when you're on campus, everything's oh, free, right? As yeah, a kid? exactly. So, like, why do you need thirty? <laughs> you want to get? You got to give it to your RA. Shoes, bro. They just buy shoes and like. And he's like, my dad says it's for golf, but like, I just got new golf clubs. So I'm like, so what's it for? It's like oh, food. Like, you want to go eat? Oh, yeah, yeah want to go, go to a real nice dinner yeah. tonight. Dude, that's incredible, dude. Crazy. So, when you were there, were you still doing? Some like video editing stuff and yeah, and that so kind of like, stuff on the side. Yeah, and because you know, there's all those big names there. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, so I was like, get, you know, I'm becoming building relationships with the guys, like, and their parents love it, like sending them videos and everything. Well, like so, maybe commitment videos too. Would you do those? I, yeah, I did a couple of those. Like when I started getting into those, when I was like, all right, I need like, y'all need to start paying me for yeah, yeah, this type of stuff. Um. The last one I made was Tywone Malone from Ole Miss. I don't know if you remember him. He was like a defensive lineman I don't that played him. baseball too. Just a unit. <laughs> like you look at him, you're like, your name would be Tywone Malone. <laughs> Tywone Malone. <laughs> it's hilarious. Post I forget where he my student loan. To now. But uh, so I was like go out there doing stuff at football and, and basketball, and like kind of got cracked down on by uh, like the social media teams. Like, hey, what are you doing out here? Are you running a business, whatever, whatever? I'm like, no, I'm not. But it was becoming so much of a hassle. That I'm like, I'm just going to go over to tennis because mm-hmm. nobody's doing tennis. The school was founded on tennis. And 
tennis is like a wealthy sport. So like oh, this yeah. is a good market to make some money in. And uh, I'm doing some of that stuff. I'm no issues. Then a guy that Pettit kind of looks like Dennis Shapovalov. <laughs> this is how we got connected. Yeah, like just, I legit, I'm pretty sure maybe the, some of the first things I said to him was like, yo, do you follow tennis? He's like, I mean, kind of. I was like, you really look like this guy, yeah, Dennis. Literally. And, uh, I'm surprised you don't still call him Dennis. Maybe that. I know. You call him Shapo. <laughs> Shapo. But he was on campus and all the middle schoolers that play tennis are freaking out. They're like, dude, you need to go take videos of Dennis. Like, he's the man. And I didn't follow tennis that much. And I was like, yeah, I'll go do it. And so I go out there, I'm videoing, taking photos, and then he comes up to me after. He's like, dude, could you uh, send me this content? Like, I never have any content from practice, like barely from matches. I'm like, yeah, for sure. We're like, what's the best way to get it to you? He's like, I'll oh, just text it to me. Gives me his number, nicest guy in the world. And uh, I go back to the dorms, and all the kids are, like, just waiting in the thing, freaking out. Like, dude, you talk to him. You talk to Dennis. That's so sick. What's he like? I'm like, he's the man. Like, he's cool. <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? So I go look him up on, uh, I Google him, and he's like the number 19 tennis player in the world. He beat, he's like 19 years old. He beat Nadal when he was 17. Oh, oh my dang. gosh. Like crushing. I'm like, oh my God. Like if this dude doesn't have any content, like what's that mean for everyone else? Yeah. So then I started working with the tennis people. And then I get called into HR. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, they're hitting me again. They're like, what are you doing videoing Dennis? I was like, I mean, he asked for some content. I was giving him some content. They're like, this seems like a conflict of interest and like you're benefiting off of IMG, whatever, whatever. I'm like, I can show you my bank account. And like, there is no business account set up. I have no <laughs> LLC. There's no benefiting going Yeah, on. if anything, if this is a business, I'm filing for bankruptcy because <laughs> I have nothing. Dude, I just looked him up. Holy crap. Yes. He does look like Pettit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Is he a pro now, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah. He, he was a pro then. And um, he, like, he, was, he wasn't signed with IMG at the time. And, I, and so this one a, an agent is who snitched on me. And I won't, I won't say his He's a big agent. And I'm telling you, I can't wait for the day that hopefully I'm crushing the tennis world. And I get to cross paths with him again, and then you can play. You can play public service. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so he had snitched on me because I'm sure he was trying to sign him, and this other IMG agent was trying to sign him. And uh, they were basically like, "You can't do this stuff with like these athletes anymore." I'm like, "What in the world?" And so uh, I, I become friends with Dennis, and I start you know doing some more stuff with him off IMG campus. Come to find out later on, uh, he wasn't signed with IMG at the time, and he thought IMG sent me out there to do stuff for him. And he was like, oh, this is sick. Like, good move by the agency. He has, like, a good idea by IMG. Oh, wow. <laughs> and in my head, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, why would y'all be mad at me when this guy's posting my video with all of your branding in the back? Yeah. Kids love him. Like, You were doing IMG a favor. Right. Like, yeah. these rich kids' parents will send them here just to meet him, maybe. And there, there goes your 80K, like – yeah <laughs> you're welcome let me get a couple of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh so like i just so you think it was the non or you know it was the non img agent that well he was an him? img agent which was even crazier dude why didn't the agent just reach out to you he could have just been like let's partner up right so then i, I get jp's like yeah preach to the choir <laughs> i know and dude yeah i'm in like all these hr meetings like job is being threatened i'm like oh my goodness i'm making 30 grand a year <laughs> what year when was this like, i'm not making 2000, any money yeah 2019 19 okay and uh at so, that at that point how long had you been at img for like a uh, a year okay and so then i do like dennis signs with img i get put in touch with dennis's agent well i don't get i i'm on linkedin just messaging like every tennis agent out there like Hey, I think I'm on to something. I'd love to work with you guys. And this guy's name is Max Eisenbud. He was Sharapova's agent. And uh, he, like, responds back, one of the only people to respond. And I look him up. I'm like, oh, snap. Again, like the documentary, I'm like, this is it. Your boy is, is taking <laughs> off to the moon. And uh, so we're talking back and forth. Like, everything's going great. He's like, I envision having you, like, at all the Grand Slams. 
with like our top clients, whatever, whatever. I'm like, man, this is dream come true. I love your vision. (laughs) Yeah. I love your vision. I'm about to travel the world. And, uh, then like COVID hits tennis stops. So all of it is, I'm just like, Oh man. And you know, these like Max is a busy guy. Like, and so we fall out of contact him and, uh, Dennis, they signed with each other. So I'm thinking like, maybe I'll be able to slide back in, but those guys, tennis players spend 90% of the year on the road. So in different time zones, so it's hard to keep up, but, uh, still friends with Dennis. Yeah. We actually just talked the other week. Uh, he just proposed to his girlfriend. Nice. Yeah. So how's he doing in the world rankings now? I think he's in the, he might be like 25 or 26. He made it to the round of 16 at Wimbledon, but got hurt. Dang. And so that kind of sucked, but I'm hoping U.S. Open, we'll see him. But uh, so yeah, COVID hits. I'm getting sick of IMG because they haven't treated me very, very fairly. Uh, like it's a mental toll with the kids. Would you still kind of try and like do some things with the athletes? They told you to stop, oh, yeah, but sure. you still like, would keep doing. There are some great tennis coaches. A guy's name's Juan. Yeah. And he would like always looked out for me and he would like bring me to some other courts off campus. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was all about it. Like I love Juan. And there was a lot, a lot of like players not with as big names as Dennis that I was working with. that are like the best. And it's cool to now those guys are like climbing their it. way up, Yeah, which is fun. But I'm like, I got to get out of IMG. This is, it's like not good for me. And so, so Bradenton, Florida, right? Yeah. Is that near any big cities? Tampa. Okay. Is it like in Tampa? No, nah, it's like an hour south. Oh, okay. So you got to go like through, cross like the St. Petersburg Bridge, oh, past yeah. the Rays Stadium, and then you're in Tampa. And so is there really anything to do in Bradenton, Florida? Only thing there really is, is there's like a lot of good football talent that comes from Sarasota, Bradenton, uh, like Tampa, St. Pete. Yeah. So I start hitting those. I leave IMG. Like, like high school games? Oh, uh, yeah, high school athletes or, like, college guys that are back. Because at the time, this was, like, summer. Okay. So, a lot of guys are back. Uh, like, Osiris Mitchell, he went to Mississippi State. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jamar Johnson, he went to Indiana. I started doing work with those guys. and um, So, this is – you've left IMG. Left IMG. I was like, I'm just going to start my own thing. But you stayed in the area. Stayed in the area for, there. like, a couple months. Lived gotcha. with a friend. And uh, – I started working with those guys. So when you say do your own thing, are you like filming workouts, posting yeah. social media, charged like what, hundred bucks, two hundred yeah, bucks, exactly. something like that? Which, looking back now, is like golly, dude, so under this is you're just undercharging and like undervaluing yourself. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's college kids; like they don't really have money either, and it's good exposure. But then one of my friends sends me an Instagram story from Matt Jones, who used to play at Florida. And play with the Redskins or Washington football team. And um, he is that the same guy he played he played at Arkansas too? He transferred. Nah, he's only at Florida. Oh. Dreads. Oh, he was like I'm thinking one of, of a white guy named Matt Jones. I'm thinking of him yeah, too. Yeah. 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 Um, Matt was solid at Florida. But my friend was a big Florida fan. He's like, You should do some videos for Matt. Like he's look he had just got cut by the Redskins. He needed some tape to, you know, show people. Then I'm like, Oh dang, that's probably there's probably so many NFL guys that like need tape that they're trying to send out. So I start working with Matt and, uh, you know, like start to get my name out there a little more. And ultimately like, it still just like, wasn't enough. And my mind was still like set on the tennis things, but it's crazy because look in the future, Matt and will played together in Washington for oh, okay. a crazy amount of years. And, uh, so I'm like, all right, I got, I got to move because Bradenton's also like all old people. Yeah. So like social life is just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the beach, it's fun, but. You could have met a, you know, your sugar mama there maybe. Yeah, I know, right? I, wasn't <laughs> I live in a, I live in a community with older people, you know, it can be nice every now it and then. It is nice. It's peaceful. Yeah. Very peaceful. <laughs> um, but I move over <laughs> to the other coast of Florida because tennis, that's like the tennis hotbed. Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Boca Raton, Delray Beach. I'm like, I'm just going to go there and start knocking on doors. I'm going to come in with the pitch of, like, I can make your kid college tape to send to coaches. I can just do stuff for social media for pros. I can partner with an academy and help y'all's marketing strategy. And so I go over there. I start knocking on doors. Tennis, like, I get, like, one tennis academy to agree. 
and it's just not like taking off how I'm wanted to. And I'm like, man, I, I gotta, I gotta figure something out because I'm starting to run out of my IMG funds. And uh, <laughs> that thirty grand, yeah, that 30 grand, grand off does with. not last long. <laughs> gotta hit up that middle schooler. Yeah, yeah. 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 Your dad you still got you, that money? Yeah, you, your dad gave you any other money recently? Yeah. Um, and so, I like MMA is massive down there. So like a lot of jujitsu, all that kind of stuff. I go back home for winter and Wonder Boy. Steven Thompson, he's from my hometown, Greenville. He's like a big time welterweight fighter. And I was like, I hit up their gym. Well, I had a friend of a friend put me in touch. And they were like, yeah, come on, like, come film, do whatever you want. And in the MMA world, like, he'll, his name will get you some, some clout. And uh, he's the nicest guy in the world. Go there, make a video for him, go back down to Florida. Start going to like the gym. I went to the gym that like Dustin Poirier and George Masvidal train at. That's American pretty sick. Top team. Yeah, it could have been sick. <laughs> I like knock on the door. Oh no! It's like during COVID, and the dude legit like cracks the door open. He's like, "What do you need?" And you know, these are like MMA guys. I'm like skinny and all this yeah. stuff. Like, oh god! <laughs> like I'm about to get jumped. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm I'm do video. Like I want to help the fighters out. And I don't even care if it's like the UFC guys. I just want to help anybody out that's trying to like get their name out there. He's like, yeah, let me go talk to the boss. Comes back in like five seconds, like did not go talk to the boss. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're not interested. Closes the door. I'm like, it's like from a movie. That's like a little scene from, from a movie. A movie. <laughs> and so then, you know, the villain arc continues. I'm like, you know what? Screw them. Like, let me find out who their rival Jim is. <laughs> and they're like, they used to be the black zillions. Uh, for like the MMA fans out there, they wouldn't know. It's like Black Zillions versus American Top Team. And that's like where Kamaru Usman trained yeah. Rashad Evans back in the day. And so I looked them up on Google and I go to this gym where it says they're at. And I'm like, it looks like a lifetime fitness. And then you just see these signs like uh, Deerfield fight sports this way. And it's just like the, the lights get dimmer. Everything is like looking run down. I'm like, oh God, what am I about to get jumped do? again? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get beat up again. I walk in, and it's just this like tiny, like tiny room with with some mats down. But I'm like, I see Usman on like the photo on the wall. I see Rashad Evans. I'm like, I mean, I guess this is it? I talk to the guy Daniel Mendez, and I'm like, is it, <laughs> is this the Black Zillions? He's like, oh, I mean, it used to be. Now we just do like uh, jujitsu stuff, and I train a couple MMA guys. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, like, you know, I, my, this is what I do. Um, if you guys are interested, I'd love to, to help out. He's like, yeah, definitely. Uh, we get it. We exchange numbers, all that stuff. And then he's like, and those guys the, who you're really looking for, they train at this place Barwis now. So then I go over to Barwis and that's where like the black zillion. So like Michael Chandler trains there. Mm -hmm. I get to Barwis and I walk in, it's like a nice gym. And, uh, nobody's like really there there's like the smoothie guy ray is standing there so i go talk to him i'm like is this the mma spot he's like oh yeah they they train here i was like dude so like i do videos i i just moved over here like i don't ha really have any connections do you know what time they train I, I would love to like pitch them on this video stuff he's like oh yeah 100 percent. like show me your stuff show him like a couple of videos he sees wonder boy he's like dude what you work with wonder boy like, yeah we're from the same place he's like oh dude i got you he's like come back at four Come back at four, all these fighters are rolling in, like Gilbert Burns, Michael Chandler, like big names. And uh, I'm a UFC fan, so I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That. Ray, you would think Ray and I were best friends. He's like, hey, y'all got to meet my boy JP. <laughs> he's like, he's fired with the videos. And uh, finally, one kid, uh, Dustin Lampros, who's become one of like my really good friends, he's like down. And he's like, yeah, you can come in with me for sure. Like, I'll introduce you to the guys. And Ray, Ray is like not just a smoothie guy. Ray is like a solid entrepreneur that like it was his business. He's like has his hands in everything else. Like great person to know. I just knew him as the guy. He just started the smoothie thing. So I was like, I'll make videos for you too if you want. And um, making smoothies. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I made a couple promo videos for him. <laughs> but better than Smoothie King. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I start working with Scrappy and start to get my name out there in the MMA world. And uh, Scrappy is also roommates with Supreme Patty. I don't know if you remember him. He was an Instagram 
he was like one of the first Instagram viral guys. Gotcha. He like squirted lemons in his eyes. Is what he got big for. <laughs> I might. I, it. He sounds familiar for sure. Yeah. He's a fighter that squirted lemons in his eyes. No, he's just like an internet personality okay. dude just an idiot are you yeah. in miami still at this point yeah, this okay. is, i was living in boca and it's funny because scrappy then put me in touch with the guy i started living with who worked at or who worked out at american top team poirier's gym and everything and he's a fighter juan puerta my guy <laughs> and uh but I, yeah i start working with them i meet mike chandler like, yeah oh, so mike chandler trains with jeremy holt yeah. And Jeremy was uh, uh, an usher in my older brother's wedding, lived with my older brother. Really? Yeah. My older brother will work out there every now and then. So. Dude, I got to tell next time I see him. Yeah, I'm t- bring Kyle, him yeah Kyle Garrett. and Yeah, because yeah. I saw y'all follow each other on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You and Jay Holt, yeah. Yeah. Jeremy's awesome. Yeah, he's the man. Um, So, like, now, without me noticing, the web is spinning with, like, busting with the boys kind of. It's like, you meet Matt Jones, work with him. You meet Mike Chandler. Mike Chandler yeah. I still didn't even know about busting with the boys. Um, so then I start working with you. Yeah. What time, at what point is this? This is like late 2020 or, uh, or still mid 2020. This is now probably in the 2021. It's, okay. Um, so yeah, they're definitely, yeah, start, they're, rolling. they're going, yeah. I don't listen to podcasts really. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I start working with USA boxing. They like hit me up on Facebook of all places. <laughs> like, Hey, we've been seeing your stuff. We'd love to do like contract work with you. Like, yeah, this is sick. And so I'm like, I finally get to the point where I'm like making, I'm like being able to pay my bills. I'm not really like saving any money, but like, you know, I, in my head, I'm like, hey, I did it. Like I moved to this place. I didn't know anybody. And now I'm making enough money to live off of. And I'm like proud of that. And uh, so then I'm out there with USA Boxing, UFC post a job uh, offer or not an offer, a job posting. And the, all the guys at the gym are like, JP, you should apply to this. Like, we'll talk to the people. It'll be awesome. And uh, and then the same guy that sent me Matt Jones' Instagram story, story sends me Will's Instagram story. It's like, dude, this podcast is uh, like they're hiring a videographer. You should look into it and apply. And my girlfriend, we had reconnected and we are dating at the time. She's in Nashville. And obviously, Busting with the Boys is in Nashville. UFC would be in Vegas. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm probably not going to get this busting with the boys job, and I probably will get the the UFC job. Yeah, you just felt you had stronger connections with UFC. Yeah, it's and... like I got fighters vouching for me. Yeah. Like, honestly, no way. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Go through the interview process, and uh, I, like, it's taking forever for both. And I make it to the final round, and uh, I'm getting, like, pretty fed up. And then I'm, like, doing one of the projects for one of the jobs one day, and Supreme Patty texts me. He's like, yo, are you free today? And uh, I was like, yeah. Well, you know, like, what's up? I wasn't free at all. But I haven't (laughs) made a video for him yet. And he has, like, millions of followers, and he's a good dude. And uh, he's like, I'm about to go work out at, like, 84 Fitness or whatever. Like, have you ever been down there? I'm like, no, but I'm down. He's like, cool, I'll come pick you up. We we drive down there, and – he like calls the gym owner. He's like, yo, I think we're outside. And out comes Antonio Brown. <laughs> I'm like, hey, no way. This is like pre him going absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, Still getting there. He's starting. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, what in the world? Like, A.B.? And so I film a workout with A.B. And I'm like, I got to get this thing edited ASAP to like put it out there so both of these people can see that, you know, like I was working with them. And A.B. was like the nicest dude ever. Like, and he FaceTimed Tom Brady, introduced us to Tom Brady. Dude, that hey. is wow. sick. So this is while he was with the Pats? I think he was with the, with the Bucks. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I say introduced. You know, he's like, hey, you know, we got so this Tom, is- say what's up to Patty. <laughs> and then Patty's like, yo, what's good? He's like, this is video guy. I'm like, yeah. He's <laughs> back like, what's up, Tom? dude? <laughs> and uh, so that was cool. But I'm like, hey, maybe this will put me on the, the football map, help my, my chances out with either of these jobs. And um, I was like, I, I ultimately, I got the busting with the boys job and not the UFC job, which was crazy to me. But it worked out because long distance, like relationships suck. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, wow. And dude, so then the, I get to Nashville and as Will and I like hit Did the it AB up. video help with the busting? They didn't bring it up until after I was like in Nashville. They're like, so what, what was this about? 
I'm like, that's my guy. What do you mean, bro? I'm like, I left AP for y'all. That's just what I do. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, I told him. AP's my best friend. Yeah. So now, dude, they like, anytime AB's in the headlines, they're always like, that's your boy, huh? Like, that's your guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, yeah, easy. Like, yeah, it is, actually. Y'all don't know the whole story. <laughs> um, I'm boys with Tom now, too. Yeah. You ever FaceTimed him? Didn't think so. Oh. <laughs> um, but That's awesome. Dude, like Will and I, we become close pretty quickly. And I was like, dude, I got to be honest. Like I was interviewing for a job with the UFC at the same time. And he was like, no chance. It turns out me and this kid were in the final round for both interviews. Oh, no way. Both busting with the boys and UFC. Holy. Whoa. And both of them wanted him. I was like, oh, my God. No way. So then he got He got UFC. offered by both. That's what, is that what took so long for you? Yeah, to they were all, like they both were offered waiting. that kid. And I'm low-key getting mad because I'm like, I, I got to, like, make money. I can't just so be waiting around. Do you know who that is? Like, do you know that guy's name? Yeah. Uh, well, I think his name is Jacob. He, he worked at LSU, fought, like, better than me at making, like, creative hype-type videos. Um, but – so then he went to UFC. He went to because UFC. he went there. The busing job opened like for you. Yeah, and then you were able to go. Should there. We reach out to this guy. He's a beat. Like his <laughs> stuff is unreal. Dude, um, that's awesome. Wait, so was he making some of the videos when like Joe Burrow was there? Yes. Uh, so okay. that was his big thing. Yeah, I get. And, uh, I can. I get that. Uh, me too. <laughs> and uh, but dude, like, it just sort of goes to show. I mean, I, I don't know what he had going on in his life at the time. But, like, he was definitely more talented than me video-wise. But, like, I would put – Was. Past tense. Yeah. Was. No, yeah. he is. Oh, sure. Dang it. Come on. I was trying to hype <laughs> you up not the here. right mental state. I was trying yeah, to hype you up here. that earlier. I'd do something different now, though. <laughs> okay. But you are right. Goggins would be pissed if you heard me say that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, he uh, – You're just saying, like, y'all – He, at that time, you thought he was more talented than you. But y'all are still at the same spot, like – almost getting the same job right yeah so i like, mean you were I, out there like you were grinding for it you were working what i would for say it. like even though he was like more talented it just shows like the work ethic always wins yeah and i do like i would put my work ethic especially at that time up. you're really like, going goggins on us right now aren't you yeah you don't you if i showed you my algorithm it's all goggins <laughs> it is just just dude and you got to brain. meet him i got to meet him how how was that it was everything I could have hoped for. Yeah, so shifting, said a word. shifting out of, like, busting with the boys. Yeah. Uh, were Jack and Garrett already there? When yeah, you yeah got, they were okay. there way before me. Okay. I was the first full-time employee. Gotcha. Because, um, I mean, like, I'm sure it's been a ton of fun and been awesome. Yeah. I mean, you've been you've been crushing it. Like, you got, yeah. you're going, you're doing push-up Tuesday. You're going on these trips with them. Like, how has that been the last... It's I guess crazy, it's crazy, man. It's been about two years now. Yeah, a little over two years. I mean, it legit like when you're a when you grow up as a sports fan and you know you're not gonna play like professional sports or even D one, you know, you dream of like these kinds of experiences. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so to get to like be on the field out of like a South Carolina game even is sick. And then to go sit cage side at a UFC fight, like I was just floating the whole time, and there's so many of those moments. Dude, a, I would have been so starstruck that you saw you were, bro, you were by the some of the most famous people in the world. Forty five, <laughs> yeah, forty five <laughs> was there. Come on now, oh, Miles Teller, like Joe Dirt was there, David Spade. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will Will Compton's a huge David Spade fan. Isn't yeah, 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 yeah. And so incredible. yeah, I mean, it's just been, it's crazy. It's a ton of work. Like a lot of work that people don't see. Everybody sees yeah. the cool stuff. Um, but, you know, especially when I first started, it was like a grind, grind. And the UFC called me like three three months after and we're like, hey, uh, we'd love to like bring you in. We think we, we have like a different role. We want to bring it to you before we put it out on the market. And I was like, I mean, I do love the UFC. And so you almost you almost left busing. Well, I didn't want to. Well, leave. you were just thinking about. Yeah, it. and this goes to like show the kind of person Will is because uh, we were in Nebraska at the time, and I was like, "Hey, dude, uh, I need to talk to you." He's like, "Yeah, come to the hotel room," and uh, he answers the door just in his towel. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh God!" And uh, I was like, "The UFC just like kind of offered something, and like I want to stay with you guys, but I don't really know what to do. Like it is kind of like more money, and I don't." I don't even, I have zero business savviness when it comes to like asking for a raise. Yeah. And Will is like, 
so it sounds like we need to pay you more. I was like, yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> if, that, if that's what you think. Yeah. And, uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, like he gave me a little bit of a pay bump, but I just thought that was cool of him because he could have easily taken advantage of me and been like, yeah, we have you on contract for a year or whatever. Um, so both him and Taylor are like awesome guys. That's awesome. Kind of hard to find in the athlete world. I mean, yeah, that that whole experience with Bustin just got to be incredible. I feel like the behind the scenes stuff, you know, we really, I don't know, it's it's easy to see with just a, the content world now, how it you know it can be a lot of fun. But then you're you're behind the, like you're always probably filming. Right. You, you got to be traveling with them, doing all that with Taylor and Will, like off are they they are who they are on camera like they are off camera yeah 100%. like completely they're just because I, I think that's one of the things as uh with the content world now you wonder like are they kind of putting on i just i'm thinking about like barstool too right. are they putting on a face or are they actually these people yeah when I the mean, camera's off yeah they're definitely those people and I think like anytime you have a successful brand like them and success in the content world, I think it's like mixed up in that everybody thinks if you have like the most followers, that's like your success. But really it's like your, your diehard fan base because there's like tons of stats out there that like say 15% of your fan base makes up 90% of your like income. Yeah. Cause they're the spend, listening. They're and the diehard fans. Yeah. So it's like if you have 30,000 loyal fans, that's way better than having 500K people that just like like your video. Yeah. And with them, it's like they have established a large tier one fan base. Tier one, yeah. And you don't do that if you're not authentic because people can see through it. Mm -hmm. So that is that's awesome. Who so who's been your favorite guest you've had? Y'all have had favorite guest. Dude, there's so many. Um, I mean, because you are, I mean, Tom Segura was the one that was released. Yeah. Uh, who's, Tuesday. Your, who's your favorite guest and who are you? Who have you been most starstruck by? Yeah, <clears throat> dude. Oh, this is tough. I feel like, like meeting Pat McAfee was really cool because I because I kicked and punted in high school. And, you know, he's <laughs> like awesome. the only cool guy out there. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm trying to be Pat McAfee. <laughs> and so and he was like as advertised. One of those people that like yeah. he is who he is. And uh, so that was really cool. Starstruck, I feel like, I mean, me, like when Joe Rogan came in, like we didn't do a podcast with him, but he was in the back room with us. And just like the aura that Rogan has is like, you just yeah. kind of like sit I don't know. Him. Yeah, I, I can't even picture myself in the same room with him. You're just like, Yeah, but he's insane. so like, uh, you have that feeling, but immediately once he introduces himself and starts talking, like, he is just one of the boys. He's just trying to chop it up. Just trying to chop it up. Yeah. So then you immediately feel feel great about it. And that so many of the guests that we have, like maybe initially you're starstruck, and then like the minute they'll like dap you up and they're like good people, you're like, oh, like yeah, this is this is good. He's a yeah, normal, they, he's a normal human being. Yeah. Maybe one of your most starstruck was like when you first started one of the guests oh at the beginning. God. Yeah, thanks for saying that. My very first guest was Dave Portnoy. Oh, oh dang! So in my head, I would just, be, I would definitely be starstruck. For well, that. starstruck and maybe even just like scared because yeah. <laughs> you see videos of him just like terrorizing, dogging on people. Yeah, like yeah. especially new people. I'm like, how? Oh, what am I about to do today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I please don't knock over camera. Well, he's definitely gonna. He's probably gonna mention something like, if you if he gets in an argument at all with Will and Taylor. He'd probably go straight to like, I don't even know these guys in the back. Who are the, I you know, something like that. Exactly. But dude, Dave is like, if you work hard, Dave respects you. Yeah. And he like respects our squad. I was wearing my Miami Heat shirt during the uh, playoffs when yeah. they were playing the Celtics and we were in New York <laughs> and he definitely doesn't know my name. But he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you really a Miami fan? I'm like, yes, I'm a Miami fan. Heat in six. <laughs> he's like, oh, and he starts going on this whole thing. But he can respect that exactly. you are. Uh, like standing your ground against right. him, and he's and like, actually, "Are you one of Will's guys?" I'm like, "Yeah," and then he's just like, "No." That makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Have you <laughs> become more of a Titans fan since you've been in, around two former Titans players? Uh, Y'all interview like Mike Vrabel and a bunch Dude, of Titans yeah. players. Kevin, Bi the Kevin Byard interview is awesome. Kevin Byard is sick. We, now we're like about to start a gambling show with Delaney Walker. 
Okay. And That's bro, awesome. Delaney is the best. Like the stories he has, oh my gosh. So I would definitely say like, because I'm not even a massive NFL fan. I grew up kind of liking the Falcons, but like, if you're allowed to have two teams, the Titans would definitely be my second team. I mean, you, team. you're and if you're a Falcons fan, you're a Titans fan, then basically. Exactly. The it's Falcons the same are the Titans. Roster. Yeah. And ja I know Jack's a diehard Titans fan. Diehard. Uh, has he rubbed off on you a little bit? No, I, I, Jack's not a good one to. I would say <laughs> I would say people more like Pettit or because Jack is so emotional. So I'm like, I don't think I want to be a part of this. Like, it just seems then like we it's would, too much. You can't. Yeah. I wouldn't be a Titans fan. That would, uh, I would do the same thing. You wouldn't get, volunteer. Yeah, I get very yeah. emotional as well. Dude, like Nate, Bain you should see me as a Vols fan too. Yeah, Nate Bain and like uh, the Titans people that work for the Titans and the Titans community, like the close knit one, they're like the best people ever. That's good to hear. So, yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah, I love to hear that. I mean, yeah. Nate Bain's really changed the Titans marketing drastically. Right. He's, he's been, yeah. He's he the one. He, yeah. He brought the, he brought the jerseys. Oh, is that yeah. the jersey we're wearing? Was that on like Tuesday? this past Monday? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Those. Oh, we didn't the talk Oilers about Oilers. We didn't talk yeah. about the Oilers jerseys yet, but I mean, because y'all were doing the tear talk with the the yeah. throwback jerseys, the Oilers like it's not even a question. If Hopkins has a great season, I mean, and an Oilers jersey. It's a good combo. Picture That's like a good combo. A Texans fan thinking you can, oh, thinking yeah. you're you have the right to the Oilers, and then DeAndre Hopkins is now a Titan. That'd be brutal. Yeah. Um. So I know y'all do pet peeve of the week. Mm -hmm. You did one pet peeve of the week that I related to and loved so hard. So they yes. busting with the boys does a pet peeve of the week, like just a thing that just bothers. Like an example would be slow drivers in the left lane. You did <laughs> it, it made me laugh so hard. The adults that plug their nose jumping into the pool. If you, <laughs> you go if you're over six years old and you're jumping in the pool plugging your nose, get out of here. That's you, know, funny. You, you shouldn't be at a pool. <laughs> you shouldn't be swimming. Dude, Just walk into the water. A body of water. water, I think is what body you said. Of water. <laughs> Just walk into the water if you're gonna do that. Like Yeah, shallow end only. <laughs> and what dude, the best part is now like you know, not a lot of people, but so, like random people will tag me in like videos of their friends, like <laughs> jumping into water with their nose plugged. They're like, I'm about to cut them off, bro. Dude. And sometimes it's Dude, like, if you're a man doing that. That's not a good look. Sometimes <laughs> it's, it's, you got guys that they're like jacked dudes that think they're hot stuff and like a super good athlete. And then they plug their <laughs> nose jumping in. You're like, that's all I need to know. <laughs> what, like, at what point was it a good idea? <laughs> I don't oh. know, man. Um, yeah, that did. so then, so with you're at Bussin now, what's, what is your end goal? Like, what's your dream? Do you have a dream job? What's where, where do you want to go yeah. with Bussin? I guess, where do you see yourself in like five or 10 years? Yeah. I mean, I would love what I tell Will, cause he'll ask me this question. I'm like, I, I want to live your life cause yeah. your life is sweet. You come in here, record for a couple hours and Will puts in work, but you know, it's podcast and yeah. lucrative business. So I would like to start my own podcast, hoping the tennis stuff ever since IMG has like always just been on my mind. And uh, you know what, oh, I forget, I just saw a quote this morning. It was like, it, it's talking about these things that are on your mind, that can be on your mind or on your heart for long periods of time. And it's like, if it's, if it's in your heart, it's on God's mind. And I was like, oh, that's, that, that's fire. And uh, ever, ever since like, 2019 it has been like on my heart and i would love to like create that first tennis podcast dude yeah like, there's not a huge like even still you were saying back then when you were making the video for the dentist guy right like it there is still not a huge and it's a global audience yeah so like and the i mean the the sport used to be the most popular like in the 70s and 80s and Michael Jordan's agent was a tennis agent before he was with Jordan. And obviously, we America, we had the best players at that time. But I do feel like there's something in that marketing switch. Like, that guy was with Arthur Ashe, and then he went to Jordan. And then, like, Jordan's the best player ever. But, like, there's something happened with that marketing shift. And I think just the storytelling in tennis, there is no storytelling. You don't know any of the players. So hopefully I can, I can do that. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Well, and you have something rolling, right? Yeah. With athletes, you never want to jump the gun too much, but supposed to start at the U.S. Open 
uh, with Jack Sock, who's also a Nebraska guy. And Will's a Nebraska guy, so it seems like every athlete I latch on to. <laughs> Do they know each other? Red, they know of each other. Hmm. I'll tell you guys off camera how they know each other. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we're hopefully we'll start that at U.S. Open. Rumors are we're being told by Jack and some other people we might get Djokovic on. Ooh, we'll see. Joker. So, Wait, well, who's that? I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> JB is about so to be like this guy. If you go, to this guy you go to the U.S. Open, you, you, I mean, is Jack just on his free – like his days off just going to – yeah, I think we we'll knock it out like Saturday, Sunday. Tournament starts Monday. And just be like, hey, blank, other right. player, you want to come over to my Airbnb or hotel room or whatever? Exactly. We'll set up probably in some conference room. Him and Kyrgios are boys. So, so the bad boy of tennis. My last, my last question, uh, you, were, you were talking about like getting to the point of the work ethic and uh, just how important that is. Like – where you are now if you told yourself back as an ra at img like i mean you're still you you're still going it's not like yeah you know you're still working but do you think back when you're an ra at img you maybe would have been where you are right now or like what would you tell yourself back then just keep at it yeah keep seems at like it. you've always had the work ethic for sure and i think like i i was i'm like an optimistic person about how my life will go because even growing up, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I know, like, I want to be in sports and I want to be doing something fun and, like, potentially get on camera at some point and just, like, you know, spread positive, like, vibes and energy and all that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, there's some moments in there for sure where I'm, like, not making any money and I'm, like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, mm -hmm. maybe I'm not – maybe I don't have it. But there's always that one little thing. It's like, man, but what if? Like, all it takes is one person. So that's the probably the biggest thing that I kept telling myself and would say to anybody is like all it legit takes is one person to like change your life and talk to everybody like Ray, the smoothie guy at the time. He's just a smoothie guy. In reality, he opened the door for me for all these places. Dude, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, it is. It's been an incredible time having you on. It's been fun. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, I love hearing a lot of the. Uh, backstory and journey of where you are and how you got there. So, do you have a Titans record prediction for the year? I, I think the Titans are going to go. I think they're going to win ten games. Okay, Ooh, all right. So when yeah, when when Robert was talking about the DeAndre Hopkins stuff, I can feel you kind of like laughing or or maybe wanting to give input just because we hadn't introduced you yet. But yeah. are you a fan for the Titans? Are you a fan of that? I'm a fan of I'm a fan of that because I think. You want the best players on the field, right? Yeah. He's clearly one of the best players. I don't think he's given us a reason to see that he's, like, falling off at all. Um, and just hearing, like, like Delaney was talking about it yesterday. It would, it always makes you feel better when you hear, like, former players talk about it. Like, the Delaney's biggest concern was Titans media, how they would handle some of, like, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, That's his biggest concern. Yeah, he's like, I just hope, I just hope DeAndre doesn't like get super pissed like about how things can be twisted. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you talking about in the media, right? Like yeah, he's not a fan of the like Titans. He, not he, the Titans uh, social media. No, no, no. Like, no. Keep him away from PK. Media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Keep away from PK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Delaney's not a huge fan of the Titans fan base from what it see. Yeah, well, from dude, what he, he explained that quote to us yesterday that got everybody worked up. Yeah, when yeah. He said like bye or something. He's yeah. I there was something he about said he, he, he said he would have been a Hall of Famer if he had played somewhere other than the Titans. That one, yeah. Which I, I once he backs it up, it makes sense. But also, I mean, if you want to explain it, you can. But no, no, no. I, there was he was talking about something else when like oh I think it was with the when all the kneeling stuff was going on, and he made some comment like if you like hate me or hate these players because of this, then like bye. Mm. He was like so then the newspaper printed out Titan, Delaney Walker tells Titans fans bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> he was like I was sitting well, in my house like what the hell is this? <laughs> good thing nobody words. reads the Tennessee in anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well uh well yeah, no, appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on. T so ten and seven. 10 that's and your seven. that's JP's record prediction. And uh, we're going to hold you to it. We're just going to randomly – I might call you out every now and then. Good. Randomly on Twitter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks for coming on. That was incredible. I had a, I had a blast. Um, but, like I said, 
Football's coming up. Titans, we're going to be keep recording. Season's about to be here. We're really excited. And uh, I'm JG. I'm Pettit. I'm Robert. And thanks to JP. We thank y'all. My mama told me, son, always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head out.